If it's your birthday today, happy birthday to you. You celebrated on Yom Kippur. And, uh, but happy birthday to you, uh, Mary Kay Crane, the matriarch of Crane Communications. You're familiar with them very much, and Keith, and now the, uh, the head of the company, K.C. Crane, running the show, and his lovely wife, Ashley, uh, in the, uh, in the res- real estate business now, Crane Homes. But here we go. Uh, obviously, when a former president comes to town, there's a lot of attention, a lot of excitement, but especially when it is uh, former President Donald Trump, and that's what's happening. For, for an overall look of what's going on politically, we've invited uh, Professor Merrick Masters a number of times to come on. He's a business professor, labor expert, Wayne State uh, University, uh, and you say, well, why is he coming on? Well, because the presidents, both of them, are now weighing in on business. The labor strife, the strike now from the UAW and the big three. So, Professor Masters, this just makes it more interesting, doesn't it? Do we have Professor Masters? Yes. There we yes. go. There, there we go. I can hear you now, sure. Okay, um, good. I don't know if you yeah. could hear, hear me, but doesn't it make it a, a bit more interesting knowing that tomorrow President Biden is supposed to be here, Wednesday, uh, President Trump? It just heightens the interest and the strike in the auto workers and the plight of the working class. So I think it's a salient development in many respects. You know, you just stepped into something right now. Um, you just said working class. I've spent a whole career trying to explain that anybody who's working in my world is in the working class. It became obvious when I used to speak to my friend Ron Gettelfinger when he ran the UAW. He talked about the working people, and I said to him at that time, I get up at 4 in the morning, and I often work until 11 at night or midnight. Why can't I be a part of the working class? He did not have a good uh, explanation. Do you have one when you just referred to the working well, class? Well, when, when... When I use the term working class, I'm referring to uh, white collar workers, blue collar workers, pink collar workers, whatever you want to say. Um, I'm referring to employees in general. Okay. I'll accept that. Contractors and also um, those who have different kinds of employment relationships. All right, I, because I've been an employee all my life, and uh, and and I, I try to tell my kids try to start your own business so that you can be your own boss. But be that as it may, all right, I'll accept that. Working class is basically all of us who work. Yes, good. Absolutely. I'm I'm glad, Professor, that that's the way you look at it. That helps. So we've got the uh, President Trump coming to Clinton Township on Wednesday at Drake Enterprises, an automotive supplier, at 8 p.m. Um, and uh, his visit a day after President Joe Biden expected to come to Michigan. Now, President Biden is actually going to join a UAW picket line and stand in solidarity with the workers because he got a slow start on this because he, in the very beginning, he looked like he was trying to be fair down the middle because he knows what he's putting the car companies through with their demands to go electric, and he wants to also be sure that the workers make a fair and living wage. So he was down the middle. Well, now he's not. Now he's uh, going right for where the people who vote him. By the way, these are the people who voted him in and caused this problem in the first place. But that's another story. Um, so uh, 
have we had presidents on picket lines like this before? No, it's a rare, if ever before occurrence, certainly for an incumbent president. Uh, And I think it's important in the sense that um, it signifies his support, but he really didn't have a choice. Once he had declared so emphatically and repeatedly that he was America's most pro-union president, it would be hard for him to come to Detroit today without standing with the auto workers, without having to uh, relinquish that or abandon that claim. And does this... This this obviously for the workers uh, in the UAW members, this is a big plus for them to have a sitting president come and, quote unquote, be on their side, see it their way, put it put it in any language you want. Um, And so for the president, he's hoping for the bounce back benefit of those UAW members voting for him as he runs and, and not just voting for him, but getting other people to vote for him because it's not as significant a number as it once was. Well, I think it is significant, but I would add one thing to this. That, well, wait a minute. Wait um, In a presidential election, 100, 200, 300,000, I guess? I, I, we're talking about 64,000, but whatever the number is, it, it makes that big a difference, huh? Well, I, I think it's significant, but I, I would add this comment to um, the whole presidential politics aspect of this. Presidents historically have been loathe to get into labor management relations, collective bargaining. It is regarded as the prerogative of the parties, and it is a private decision-making process, just like commercial negotiations are between businesses. And presidents need to be careful the extent to which they intrude themselves into these uh, developments and take sides. Um, So they want to, I think, take a hands-off approach and let the parties make their um, own choices and decisions because ultimately he may be called in to have to settle this dispute, and it's going to be hard to do it if he's already taken sides. If he doesn't look like he's being fair down the middle. It's interesting. We have a business professor, labor expert, Wayne State University, Professor Merrick Masters. We had uh, uh, Detroit News' uh, Nolan Finley on the other day, and first the president said he was coming, then they said, no, he's not coming. Now they say he is coming tomorrow, but his headline in his his column last Thursday was Biden will own outcome if he joins picket line. Sounds like that would be right, in fact. Well, yes, I think he's going to own it to some extent anyway, for the reason you earlier mentioned, and that is his policies in support of electrification are what are putting us in this position now. Yeah, that's right. Well, and that that leads us to what uh, what the Wall Street Journal said in one of their opinion pieces. Uh, it was like their editorial that said this was this is uh, a strike brought on by the Biden policies for this uh, EV uh, rush to EVs that were underway right now. Absolutely, it complicates it. It's putting enormous pressures on the company. And I don't recall us as a country ever having a public policy debate about this policy. Quick question. I have no idea where you stand on this, Professor Masters, but Senator Fetterman, who is, I think he's a disgrace, but be that as it may, do you think it's a good idea for them to wear hoodies and shorts on the Senate floor? Doesn't that kind of, to me, it besmirches the office. I remember back in the 1980s when a congressman from Texas, a Democrat, came onto the House floor without a tie 
and Tip O'Neill, Speaker of the House, threw him out of the House and told him <laughs> to go back and get a tie before he could come back. And he was a fellow Democrat. Yes. <laughs> that sort of reflects the way I feel about it. <laughs> right. I, well put. I love stories to get to the point, and that's what you do as a professor, and you do it well. Professor Merrick Masters, business professor, labor expert, Wayne State University, thanks for joining us again. We continue on WJR.